Welcome everybody to another episode of Fair Faithful Podcast. I'm Fernando. <coughs> Joined by me is my co-host Christian Dyer, and we have our guy Dion from Niner Gang Podcast. How we doing, fellas? What's good? What's good? What's going on? I'm tired. <laughs> you look like you beat <laughs> man. We're kicked my ass, dude. I'm so tired. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, I feel it, man, dude. I was out in the rain all day today. Just Oh, dude, done. we're supposed to get rain and snow the rest of the week, and I, you know, I drive a garbage truck, so I'm gonna be out in it. <laughs> I feel it, man. Um, let's go ahead and start it off, man. What are your guys's uh, takeaway from yesterday's game? Um, I know we got dub, but it was kind of a filthy one. Um, Dion, want to go go ahead and start? I'm gonna do the same thing I just did, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna start on the positive note. We'll get to the stuff we gotta clean up after. But yeah, yeah. positive note: George Kittle, absolute monster. Did so good it? to have him back. <laughs> you did. Yeah. So good to have him back. Um, you know, in the receiving game as a viable threat, man, making teams mm-hmm. respect his gangster. Um, Jawan Jennings, though he didn't have the stats, his presence was known and felt. Man, a young kid is growing. He's doing some really, really good things. I can appreciate it, and I love it all, man. Um, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa should be winning defensive player of the year and comeback player of the year. He's not going to get comeback because it's going to Dak. That's all politics. We all know how the NFL loves the quarterback position. Um, and, uh, you know, Ayuk, man, he, he clutch, bro. Them, them long-ass arms have paid off. <laughs> they paid off, bro. He stretched them big ass arms out over that pylon and hey, saved our asses. So the, he should have one nickname. I'm not gonna say it because I don't know how it would go over. But I would. I just wish we could give him one nickname. What is that? Long. And I mean it in the best way possible because he's got them long limbs as the spider monkey. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't go over well. That's why. That's why I said I wasn't hey, yeah. sure. <laughs> I needed it in the best way possible. That go over and at all. One hundred percent. Because if you freaking actually look at the actual animal, they have a, they have really long arms, crazy sense. long arms, crazy long tail, and they freaking use their limbs like. And they're and they are athletic as shit. Those yeah, that's why that calls. and that's what I mean by that. Yeah, but I, I know. It, yeah. it wouldn't go we, over well with the rest. We under, yeah, we understand, but yeah, yeah, the, the world we live in today, man, they look and be like, oh, that that's what we're doing here, and then they yeah, look no, at me 100%. and be like, they look at me and be like, Dion, you just you're gonna let no man, no, I, no. I I nope, I said nope, 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 don't do it. Nope, nope, that's nope. why I said For I me. wish, and I and I and like I want to make it, you know, that's why I said I wish, and I know. We yeah, that, we. But we got them, man. Arms, we, man. They're awesome. But we got them. I think they got so many of them for them, man. We got Fly Uke. We got Ayukin. We got all kinds of shit. Ayuke. is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so just, for me, that that was that was that was what I took away, man. The positives just from the game. Uh, Christian, what would you what did you think? Um, I mean, I kind of, you know. Because like I, I had originally picked us to get blown out, so I wasn't like freaking out with the you know being in overtime or whatever. I expected us to lose, so the fact that we came out and won, I was happy. Um, it's nice to see that at least we have one player that can make teams pay for stacking the box. Because I don't think like that's one thing is like even even with Jimmy, we're able to it's able to do we're have, make them pay a little bit because. If you stack the box, Kittle's gonna destroy you for it. Even with Jimmy at quarterback, so 
I just it, it's really exciting to think if Kittle could get like a viable quarterback who can like get him the ball and get him the ball like accurately all the time, especially with how the Niners run the ball, even if Jimmy wasn't the quarterback. If they're truly trying to stop stop the run, imagine if we have you know a much better quarterback throwing throwing to Kittle when he they're trying to stop the run. Like, I, I it's just crazy to think of how much how like even better he could be at times if we you know could get him the ball consistently and accurately, um, more often. And it's just like he he already kills it with Jimmy. But I mean, imagine like. A good quarterback throwing him the ball when they when other teams or defenses are trying to stop the run. It just he's phenomenal to watch. Um, and then just you know more proof that Debo's freaking the MVP by definition. Like they'll give it to some stupid quarterback for some stupid reason, but I mean Debo by the definition of valuable is the most valuable player. Yeah. The, the the Niners offense is completely more dynamic and completely different when he's in, you know, in there. So, um, we need freaking Liza Mitchell to come back. I can say that. Yeah, because the uh, run game, game ain't getting it done. Nope. and it annoys me because it hurts Debo in the passing game, and I think he's much more useful in the pass game than he is in the run game. But yeah, I agree. I agree. I. Uh... Uh, all I have to say is, can we get uh, the two-minute drill, Jimmy, like for the whole freaking game? Because the past, through the end of regulation and overtime, I was like, where the hell has that been? <laughs> what 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 did, what game. did I say? What did I say on the uh, when we on Saturday or we Sunday morning? Game? Run run the run the freaking um, no huddle most of the game. Don't let yeah. don't make Jimmy think. Make him just play football. Mm-hmm. Other than the one bad throw he had right, you know, in the in the final drive in the fourth quarter, it was pretty good. Yeah, what well, you when you say that, you know, the funny thing, that's what he did when he first came in. Mm-hmm. When those, those last five games of 2017, oh, he was yeah. just he was just playing that. football. He was just playing yeah. football, man. Because I can tell you right now, I I guarantee you, maybe thirty to forty percent of that was the actual playbook, mm-hmm. and the rest of it was just a. Hey, these are the guys you got. Make some damn plays. Um, but yeah, man, I, I feel like I know we kind of harp on Jimmy, you know, at times, and it's hard not to when you look at things from a you know from the perspective of you know everything outside of him just winning because that's what a lot of people like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in a space earlier today on Twitter and one of these dudes, man, as soon as I said what I said about Jimmy, because whenever I talk about him, I preface my comments by stating, this is just my opinion. It's just me. I'm not telling everybody this is how you have to feel any of that because people get upset, man. So I told him, I said, look, man, for me, we should have never been in that position. First thing he does, he jumps in and cuts me up. Well, you know, Tom Brady did this, and he had a bad I, look. Okay, Tom Brady's forty-three years. <laughs> Do old. not let me I let know. me tell you this, bro. <laughs> let me, it, people out there, if you're watching, don't ever bring Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo in the same sentence. You know why? Tom Brady got seven fucking rings. So if he fucks up or screws up, no one's gonna tell him anything, and no one's really gonna care. 
And at at the same time, you have to remember Brady's playing on a team that's more consistent. And if I'm looking at some situations and I have to be clutch Mm -hmm. and you're telling me to pick between Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady, I'm going with Tom Brady a hundred percent of the time. Let's, let's put it this way though. How, how is it that, you know, in 2019, we had a top five defense and, you know, Jimmy was good. Well, this whole season, the defense has been good for three and a half quarters and held teams to, you know, <laughs> low, score, low, low scoring totals for three and a half quarters. And then towards the fourth quarter, when they're burnt out and tired, mm-hmm. they start to give up some points. Where So Jimmy has that whole time to be putting up points and he ain't putting up shit. That's why we almost lost to the Bengals, because we scored three points in the second half. Can we? That's Jimmy's that- fault. This is a second. That's Jimmy's fault. And like, this how is, many games this year have we lost because yeah. Jimmy has completely let his let his defense out to dry, or they've held teams under twenty points and he can't do anything? Yeah, this is the second week in a row that that this has happened where they don't score shit in the second half. Yeah, and we've only scored three points over the past two weeks in the second half, and that's not going to yeah. work because what what people are looking at in in a broader spectrum is. Oh, well, we, we can make the playoffs. Let me tell you something. And, and I used him as an example because it happened. Look at the Giants when they got in both of their Super Bowls. I believe they were 9-7 and seven mm-hmm. each year. When you go into the playoffs, teams become whole different people. Whole different people. Yeah. Like all di- – they, they turn on a different switch. These dudes are playing harder. They're playing faster, and they're playing through any and every kind of pain you can think of. So they're going, if I'm going to go out here and sacrifice my body, goddammit, I'm going out and giving it my all. Well, Eli Manning's the two-sided mirror to Peyton. Hey, look, man, I don't care what nobody say, bro. Peyton's, Peyton's the Peyton's the you know regular season guy, and his, bro- and his brother's that the playoff. Guy. He's mm-hmm. playoff Eli. And let me tell you something. You know what matters more? Eli. Cause don't nobody care what you did in the regular season. All they care about is what you did in the playoffs. And he yep. had, he he, <sighs> I would say the greatest Super Bowl of all time is that 07 Super Bowl. He had, I wouldn't say that was the greatest, not at least not for me. But I mean, I, it, it was, was a great Super Bowl. It definitely was. 18, and I, 18, I, 18 and 0 Patriots against the nine and seven Giants, and the it's it's a freaking you know war to the to the final two drives of the game and Eli makes the most unbelievable play in the history of the Super Bowl. It's hard to say that wasn't the best. And, and you know, the, the, the craziest thing about Eli is the, the past to Mario Manningham with, with toe drag oh, swag. That was 11, he, 2011. That one, that one he threw and he knew where he was going, but the one to David Tyree, he knew where he was going. <laughs> he did. If everybody watched that replay, I'm t- that man threw it up and prayed to sweet baby Jesus when he got yanked <laughs> that that ball came down in the hands of a giant and it sure that his prayers were answered just like the heavens like opened one up. One of the greatest catches I've, I've ever seen in my life, too. Oh my god! Ever, hey man, man and you know it's for for me it's just like when you look at the game. So let let's 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 tap into it real quick. Jimmy was 27 of 41. Mm-hmm. 296 yards and two TDs. He also took five sacks. He also mm-hmm. threw at least about almost three picks, but they were just dropped. He almost played. threw a game ceiling p- 
pick yep. six for the Bengals, Straight had that him. safety not drop that because if he picked if he picks that he's he's in full stride. That safety is gone. You're not catching him. He's going down the field. Lyman ain't catching him. Jimmy Jimmy damn sure ain't catching him. He ain't even gonna run because he know he ain't gonna catch him for no reason. Mm-hmm. But it's you see these things and you say to yourself, okay, I like him. You know, I, I get it. And then every then what everybody does is we go on OT. We hold him to a field goal. So we look at the defense and go, all right, cool. Y'all did y'all job. They didn't score. We didn't lose. So you look at Jimmy and he's going down the field. Drive after, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Some decent passes too. He was some just decent passes. backyard football. That's what he Backyard doing. football. He's moving. Mm-hmm. And what happens? He throws Ayuk a little two or three yard pass at best. That ball didn't travel that oh, far. No. That was such a well written up play by Kyle. Oh my and, God. and what happened? Ayuk said, I'm not, I, I'm not giving up on this damn play. We got to get the hell out of here with this W. He was tiptoeing in there. <laughs> he jumped. Because Kyle said oh, after man. the game, had you know, that had it not worked out and he wound up going to fourth down, he was just gonna go for the tie. And I'm thinking to myself, Kyle. This is why people – I can't compare you to Belichick. This is why when people try to put Belichick and Kyle in the same sense, I tell them all the time, you can't do that. Because Belichick ain't going for no damn tie. Belichick can damn win. You know, Either you want – you don't want – I don't want a tie for what? That's not helping me. Nope. Mm-hmm. Especially when we in a playoff race and we can flip-flop positions um, in seconds. I don't have time for ties. I need you to go out there and try to go get these damn W's, man. Which is weird because so Jimmy he said he was going. He said he was going to go for two against Seattle. So why would you go for a tie in one game and then go for two against Seattle yeah. the game before? I don't. Understand. And that's and that 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 right there tells me that you know we 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 get some some confusion here. So go, uh, but I, I'm I'm gonna pull up the the second half because I so, want to take a look and see what happened. But go ahead. It's weird with with Jimmy. It's like. Kyle's, you got to think, because Kyle's, you know, his game plan and his his playbook is so intricate and so much thought goes into it that when Jimmy has to ex- execute Kyle's, you know, really thought out plays, he his mind can't process the, the overthinking and he overthinks everything he does in that offense. It's like if if he was just running a more simple backyard football offense, he'd be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's I honestly think that's a possibility that he could be because it's weird because um because like he, he's not when he's not thinking and he's running the 2 minutes offense all of a sudden he's making these throws he can't make the whole game or all season and accurately. So yeah. I I mean I, I don't get it. I don't I don't get it other than the fact that he is such a Head case, he overthinks everything, and that's why his balls sail because he's overthinking everything and he can't, you know, just throw the ball accurately. It's it's insane. Yeah, I just think uh, Jimmy, if Jimmy could play the way he plays in two minute drills, he could be a really good quarterback. Honestly, he's just he's not a good fit for Kyle because Kyle's. There's too much thinking and too much processing involved in Kyle's um, offense that that's not good for Jimmy. Jimmy needs like a a simplified West Coast offense. 
like a simplified, like original West Coast offense, like what the Niners ran in the eighties. Jimmy could do that's that. That's probably basically. yeah, it's probably best, and that's probably the best one of the best analogies I've heard on where he would flourish would be that type of offense. And that's and, why and, Joe Montana likes him. If you think about it, yeah, you got to think about it. Like, and that yeah. that was the thing, Joe. Joe likes, and at the same time, Joe likes him because they're 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 similar. It's just like I said mm-hmm. before, he's a pocket quarterback. Joe doesn't like dude. Like some people are very are sticklers for guys staying in the pocket, throwing the ball from the pocket, and doing the like. You don't like a guy running around trying to make plays. So he probably is turned off by the Kyler Murray's, the Russell Wilson's, the Lamar Jackson's. You know the the Trey Lance's, the Colin Kaepernick's of the world. It's probably like mm-hmm. eh, it's nice, but that's not gonna last. So you got to learn eventually, some way, somehow to go into the pocket and do certain things. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at this in the second. So I'm going to the second half yep. when I'm looking at it. The first drive for the Bengals is a punt. So we come up with a field goal. The next drive for the Bengals is a missed field goal. We come up with a punt. The Bengals score. We punt again. The Bengals punt. We punt again. And the issue that I'm seeing here is, the time of possession is very small. So when you look at it, the Bengals' first drive in the set in the in the, the third quarter was only two minutes. It was quick. And that was basically what it was. Oh, sorry, I got this little thing back here. Let me shut it up. There we go. And when you look at it, we come in, we have a drive that's five minutes and 17 seconds. So you're like, okay, cool. Let's take us some time off the clock. But then all we get out of that is a field goal. The Bengals miss a field goal. We can't turn that into points. The Bengals score a touchdown. Then we punt. We make them punt. Then we punt again. They score another touchdown. And then Robbie Gold misses a field goal. So that's what I'm saying. In the second half alone, all we had was three points, and we had one, two, three, four, five, five possessions. And all we gave him was three points. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about that, you know. And sorry, that's ESPN.com letting me know <laughs> all, all the replays. But that's five possessions, yeah. three points. I mean, and those touchdowns, man, like they, they hurt. They hurt bad because you saw Hufunga get held up. And you're like, damn, I didn't want that to happen to the young kid, you know. Mm-hmm. But Amory Thomas got baked. He got he got all game. That's what all I would game. expect from a rookie starting his first game. Yeah, yeah especially and against my thing State. is why why would you start? First of all, why would you start Amory Thomas against Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd? Why would you do that? Well, because you didn't have a no. choice. He didn't have a choice. No, they he didn't had a choice. He had a choice. There's another young kid that played some games this year. His name is Diamador Lenore. That's fair. That's fair. You could have put him in. Don't do that. Yeah. That's one yeah. thing that I'll say. That's why I give Amber a pass. Look, I man, you pass. can't. I, I get. I give him. I give him a pass on the fact that you can't put him out when you start a rookie who's never yeah. started a game, who's just playing special teams. So on special teams, literally, all you're supposed to do. Your only job is to tackle the person to catch the ball. That is literally it. Tackle the person to catch the ball or make a play if you can. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Punt, kick, turn. But when you ask somebody to actually come in and play and you switch their technique, 
to something they're not good at, what do you expect him to do? Ambry Thomas is a press man corner. Though he may not have been great at it, that is what he knows. And you ask him to come in and play zone. So he playing off these receivers. They out there in Jamar Chase. It don't matter who was lined up, but they was going to eat on him and eat him alive. And, and it's penalties. not, it's, you can't really expect much from him. But Diamondo Lenore seemed to look all right when he was playing zone a little earlier in the year. Yeah. So it would make sense as a coach. I don't want to put this young kid in a bad situation. You know, so what I'm going to do is I may mix him in here and there just to get him some reps. But I'm not going to put him in on zone. It's not what he does, and he hasn't shown me something to make me feel good. It took you what we seven and six, it took you 13 games to realize that Ambry Thomas can play. Right. That tells me that all in 13 games was development. And as you can see, until you get the reps, you don't know what you're doing. And obviously, them reps he had in practice didn't translate to on the field because he got cooked. And I can't say nothing negative about him. Like I said, it's just a situation where it it's is. His first game. This organization doesn't know shit about freaking getting our rookies ready or shit about who to put out there. They're just fucking just it's it's just a freaking shit show. And Kyle's ter- ter- terrible with it and has no sense of freaking control about any of it. And John Lynch don't know what the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. And Kyle can scheme up some freaking plays and call some damn good plays, but the rest of the freaking head coaching stuff, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And this is a perfect example. He does not. He's not a. He's he he's not like a. He's not a head coach. He's not. He's one of the best play callers, if not the best play caller in the NFL. But an actual head coach, no. He's not. Yeah, because this is a fucking shit show. And if he was a head coach, this none of this shit would happen under with his dad. None of this shit would happen with his dad. All this fucking oh, what if and this and that and what the fuck's going on all the time. That's That's, the difference between his dad and him is his dad had a drive and a will to win that Kyle lacks, and it's more so the killer instinct, you know. And I always use this analogy: it's, it's 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 the LeBron and Jordan comparison. You can't compare LeBron to MJ because MJ wanted to rip your throat out and watch you die lifeless in front of him. Where LeBron is kind of like, oh man, you know, I'll chop you in the throat and make you cough a little bit. Like it, it's it's a difference. You have to have that. So that's part of the thing that you know is going on. And when you look at that five possessions and all you get is three points, like that's not good enough. And then some of those possessions are really short, you know, short-lived, and the time frames are small. Like our possessions, literally from a time frame standpoint, the longest one we had was the first one. It was five minutes and seventeen seconds. The second one was four minutes and twenty-one seconds. The next one, two forty. The next one, one minute fifty-seven seconds. And then the missed field goal was only one minute and nineteen seconds. But that was because we were trying to run the clock out. So they didn't have an opportunity to come back because we thought Robbie Gold, with his worthless ass, was going to be able to hit a damn chip shot field goal, and he hooked the shit out of it, which didn't make no goddamn sense, especially with him being a veteran. It's just, I think the funniest thing I I saw on Twitter yesterday and today was just like, oh, don't freaking talk shit on Jimmy, and oh, where's all the Jimmy haters? It's like, dude, it's, 
he, it's I just I don't understand how he can suck most of the game and have one or two good drives and all of a sudden oh Jimmy's so great I'm like dude he he's the reason we were in that position to begin with that's like going to the casino and losing all your money and then being thinking that you did so great because you hit you hit a jackpot at the end of the, at your your last freaking dollar and it yeah and out. all you did was make up and all you did was make yeah. up the money that you got break even and all maybe you break even yeah, you, you broke, broke even. even. Yeah, you broke even or you got like an extra $20 or something. And you're like, yeah, man, I won. Not really. Because you didn't no, really yeah, do no. I just don't understand how like – I don't know if they're just like trying to like rationalize it in their head or they just really suck at understanding the game of football. They, they – you got to think about it like this. When people support Jimmy Garoppolo, main arguments are always it happens, it happens, it happens. Here's the issue with it happens. You can't have that's not supposed to be okay. I, I tell people all the time. I, I I remember getting into it with a dude on Twitter, and I said, "So let so you're telling me, um, you're comfortable with mediocrity?" And he was like, "What? We're not mediocre when Jimmy plays. Mm, there's plenty plenty of games that we've lost where he's looked pretty boring and pretty normal. And I mean, when you look at him, and that that's the thing I keep telling people." These stats don't wow you. There's nothing what there's nothing about what Jimmy's doing that's making you think he's an upper echelon quarterback. The man had 296 yards and two TDs. Do you understand that most of Jimmy's throws are short? People, they're short. Yeah, that's true. most of his passing yards come on yak. If if the the league wanted to be really nitpicky, what's up, Hung Fat? If hey, the, the up, league Hung wanted Fat? to be really nitpicky, you know what they could do? They would say, you know what? When the, when the receiver catches the ball, wherever it's completed at, those yards are what you get counted as your actual yards. It's the yak is going straight to the receiver stats. With you could do that, and you would have you know how many people I guarantee there'd be so many people that wouldn't be barely over two to three thousand yards every year if the league did that and was very nitpicky in that way. Yeah, and honestly, with the way that people, you know, oh well, Jimmy was so good because he had the final two good drives or whatever. It's like there's at least two games that we could have won if he didn't suck in the second half, even though he had a good uh, final drive. And Green Bay's the first one. Mm-hmm. Should have won that game. Yep. De- outright, we should have won that game. If, if he doesn't game. suck. If he doesn't suck in the second half. And the Seattle game. Then we ended up, you know, he ends up almost finishing off the drive. If he doesn't suck the whole fucking second half, we win both those games. And then we're what? What are we freaking seven and six right now? We're in, we'd be nine and nine and four. Yeah. Yeah, which would which would put us as the fifth seed right now, mm-hmm. um, and with uh, with a possible chance to for Arizona to maybe you know lose a couple and maybe we fight for the division. With two, if so. Jimmy plays two good, That's true, just plays a freaking a second half good two times, we win both those games and this whole season's completely different. Yeah, I feel I feel like too. Especially that that Colts game is all. I feel like we could have won oh, that game Col- as well. The Col- yeah, the Colts game too. But it's there. It's like 
there's at least three, probably even four games when you really, really look at it that we've lost that we could have won if Jimmy played a decent game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense that people are like oh he's so good I'm like dude he puts us in this position and the reason we're seven and six right now is because he can't play a whole game oh whoop de doo it's yeah. like you know it's like oh man we got 17 points in the first Still half counts. it's it's I, and that's the thing Jimmy will play a decent first half sometimes mm-hmm. and then you're like okay good let's just freaking put it on him in the in the second half and then nothing. And then, or you have the ones, um, the first Seattle game where you have a shitty first half and you're just like, well, we expect to have a shitty second half. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a shitty first half, you're like, well, we know we're getting the second half. (laughs) But then he gets all your, he gets your hopes up with a good first half. And then the second half is just fucking just sitting there. Playing ESPN, but I want to stop. (laughs) It's insane. Sorry, guys. Uh, ESPN does not like to stop. They want to show you highlights for everything. They just want to keep going. You know, I was uh, I was gonna uh, say is I was on my way home from LA yesterday, and I was listening to the game on XM Radio, mm-hmm. and I'm listening to, and of course they have the Bengals broadcast team on there, right? So, oh my, my God, Adam Archuleta is hot garbage. Oh my God, dude, they were so horrible. No, I couldn't bro, stand they it. They were they were bad. <laughs> bro, like, Brandon, you missed. I'm gonna tell you right now. You know who's you know who's dope? Who? Addings. Yeah. You know why? This is a whole bunch of football knowledge running around in there. Mm-hmm. They are literally I, – I, I tell you this. Even and, – and I'll give credit to a guy that I use, I rip to shreds on a regular basis, Tony Romo. He is he's smart as hell. Oh, he's so good. God, he's good. He's a, he's a good commentator for sure. But the thing is, yeah, when you get people in there, Adam Marchaletta, he – yeah, he was, he sounded like a Bengals fan. And I don't yeah. know. Why. I don't even think he played for the Bengals. I don't. I know. I know oh, Archuleta man. played. I knew. And and the thing with Archuleta was Archuleta. If I'm not mistaken, he was a hitter. He he was he he mm-hmm. he, he hit pretty hard when he played, but he didn't he didn't last too long. Yeah, they, they right. But <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. They were like, "Oh, the Niners know how to play football." I was like, "What do you got? Sleeping under a rock, bro? You idiot." If you didn't watch the regular broadcast, though, Brennan, you missed the be- you missed the freaking best part of the whole game. What was it? Fucking Debo Sample, dude. I was dying. I was la- when he called bro. him Debo Sample, I was laughing. Debo so Sample, uh, they, bro, they screwed up several names. Oh my god, that's they why I don't like CBS, man. Dude, I was absolutely dying when I heard freaking Debo Sample, though. I literally just kept laughing the whole I'm, game. <laughs> I'm over there looking at it. I'm like, uh, yeah, did y'all y'all don't get a sheet that tells you the players' numbers that they named <laughs> at a bare yeah. minimum? Like, oh, dude, on, Jonathan Jonathan Vilma was Jonathan Vilma was backstage doing the the Bruce Almighty typing up the wrong names. Probably so. <laughs> Probably dude, so, bro. Hey, like. so when, I was listening, when I listened to the, the Bengals radio broadcast, dude, every time the Bengals like made a good play, they literally got so excited. It was like crazy. Like they literally acted like a, a Bengals fan. Honestly. Oh yeah, no, they did. They did. It's it, and it's weird with commentators, you see that. You'll yeah. see that they'll some show their fanhood. Some commentators are allowed to do that. Like But I feel like I feel like like I mean, yeah, it's Greg Papa and Tim Ryan, but I feel like like they get excited, but they don't get excited how the the Bengals commentators did it, yesterday. 
but no, it, yeah, they, they they did get really yeah, excited. It depends on if they're yeah. allowed to though, because some commentators are allowed to depending on what they're doing and which team and whatnot. Because like the voice of the Utes for Utah Utes, I mean, he like calls a game and he's been doing it for like the past twenty plus years. And when the Utes are doing good and you listen to the broadcast, he gets hella excited. Mm. Like you can hear the joy in his voice when the, the, the I, you, you know who you know who I'd love to call our games Rodney Harrison. <laughs> he keeps it so fucking real. I will never ever in my life. There are moments in in time in history when you've seen shit happen on national television that will blow your mind. Just like with <sighs> Kanye West, George Bush hates black people. Mike Myers was like. And they cut the so <laughs> he just Kanye said that shit. I was like, damn, caught him off guard. Rodney Harrison on CBS with Tony Dungy and the rest of the crew stood there and said into the camera, Tom, pull your skirt down. Everybody on the panel was like, oh sh- oh God. <laughs> I mean, like it, everybody telepathically was going. You know, he lied, right? You, you, we, they, there's, we're not filming this. We can't edit that. Yeah, it said it's done it's live. And he was like, Rodney, because Rodney Harrison, well, he he said himself. He said, "Man, I had a separate bank account for penalties. Literally, I knew I was going to get fined for some of the stuff I was doing. So I just put the money aside. Even my wife. He said. He said my wife knew." <laughs> My wife knew I had a separate bank account for penalties. There's nothing I had to hide. I was like, man. So. Hey, what we need, what we need for just all football games, we just need a, jo- a freaking John Madden AI. So it just it can call all the games as they see it, but in John Madden's voice and describe uh, everything yeah, in John Madden's him. voice, dude. I, I still Honestly? miss. I still miss the Super Bowls called by John Madden. I mean, I I wish I had really really enjoyed it as a kid. When we actually had it, I wish I would have enjoyed it more because of how much how much I miss it now. He's hilarious. He he was he, he, oh, was, he was the it best. It was great. It was great, but he was hilarious as well. Yeah, oh, he was he, awesome. You know what would be awesome? This would be hilarious as hell if we had Chris Berman doing commentating. Oh, Every time they make a make a movie, he'd be like, well, that's because oh, isn't, 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 isn't he like a Bay Area guy? Like he's a I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know much about Berman like that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the, you know, um, what, what I used to like was, what I used to like was uh, NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Like when they had, you know, the crew there. When they had Dion and they had Michael Irvin and everybody. Oh, dude, when Rich I, Eisen, uh, Rich Eisen. I loved, when I, was I, loved when they were, I loved when they were hosting that because it it it, it was great. I love 21st and Prime. That was dope. That was always yeah, great. He would get that. people a call. He'd say, you do my dance, I'd give you a call. I love when, you know, when when the defensive lineman would score and they'd be like, big man with football. Like, stuff like that. That keeps you entertained and keeps you locked in. Those types of things have just unfortunately, like, disappeared. And, I, you know, I like the You Got Moss, sex, you know, sections and stuff like that. I got but, you know, Toe Drag Swag when they Burleson, stuff like that from GMFB. Um, but yeah, man, and hey, shout out to Nate Burleson, man. He out there getting sh- money, man. He getting stupid money. Yeah, I think he on CBS uh, doing I, like Good Morning America or something like that. Every He's day doing, after school, I watch NFL doing, Total Access in high school with yeah. Rich, 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 Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen. It was that good. Yeah, and then it went to shit. 
Yeah, I remember when they first started up uh, NFL Network and Rich Eisen was the the guy calling it. Oh, dude, it was. I watched it all the time, dude. It just it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So let's 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 take a look here at the at the receiving because the rushing we totaled a hundred yards with everybody. It was between Jefferson Jr. and Debo Samuel. Debo had the one touchdown um, rushing and. Uh, Jeff Wilson had 13 carries for 56 yards. So both of them averaged 4.6 yards a carry. So we it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. You yeah. know, if you're averaging four yards a carry, that's definitely not a, a, well, a negative outlook. You're running better between the tackles, though, which was weird. Here's yeah. uh, Somebody pointed this out. I forgot who it was. But they were saying, like, we're, like they were surprised that Hasey wasn't getting in there as much. But they were using using him more in the passing game. Yeah, he because was he's he's down. a he's a more viable pass threat. He's he's Dude. he's better at pass than he Dude. is at run. And they knew with Jeff Wilson Jr. they could use him as a banger because Jeff yeah. Wilson Jr. hits. Yeah, that's I mean, probably why. Did you see that one formation where they had like Hasty out wide and um, Debo at halfback, and then he like motioned out, and we had you know. Um, Nobody in the backfield, but at one, at one point it was out wide with Hasty. He wasn't even playing the slot. He was out wide, and then Debo came and motioned into the slot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it, it was it was crazy. But I mean, so the run game we still got 100 yards in the tud as a total. But when we look at the receiving, this is where you start to see the craziness happen. And this is this is where I always talk about how you how somebody winds up with a security blanket. Now Debo didn't get many targets. He had one target. He caught that target. It was from 22 yards. But the main man that was targeted was George Kittle. 13 mm-hmm. catches on 15 targets for 151 yards uh, and one TD. Brandon Ayuk six catches for 62 yards on 11 targets and one TD. Jawan Jennings, three catches, 46 yards on five targets, and, you know, no touchdown. Um, but Jawan Jennings had the longest catch of the game, which was – Can we talk about yeah. that catch? Can we talk about that catch? That, that was a phenomenal catch, man. That was beautiful. Because I, I love that do, guy. He, I'm telling you, people <laughs> listen when I'm telling you, Jawan Jennings is what they wanted Jalen Hurd to be. Mm-hmm. Ask Brandon. Beginning when we first started our podcast, the beginning of the year, when I freaking was, I was talking about Jennings and and a high on him from the get go. Yeah, like I, I, I was like, dude, he's gonna be a, when 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 we finally figure out how to get the receiver three the ball in the first place because look how long it took Jimmy to find any of our receivers. He was gonna be a he was gonna be a dog and he has been. Yeah, he's uh, dude. Somebody he, else? Those strong hands that he has, dude. I mean, he's got like those Anton yeah. Bolden hands. I'm telling you. And somebody was saying too. Um, I've watched so many freaking Niner post game shows <sighs> in the past two days. It's ridiculous. I can't keep up. Yeah, like man. Said, oh, bro. Hey, you know, <laughs> let's touch on that for two seconds. Yeah. Do you understand, bro? We have so many goddamn content, <laughs> dude. Dude, I heard you on freaking Nitty Gritty earlier. <laughs> bro, we have a. I'm telling you, and you know the craziest shit. So on Nitty Gritty. You have PT, you got Fair, you got Moles, you got Breezy, right? Mm-hmm. Moles has his own channel. Does he really? Yes. So <laughs> Moles has his own channel. PT and Breezy do their thing, yep. and they bring Fair. Fair's there, like, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. But he's still a part of the crew. Mm-hmm. 
The mm-hmm. craziest shit is you got Nitty Gritty. You got you guys here at the Forever Faithful. You got me at Niner Gang Podcast. Mm-hmm. You have nothing behind it, nothing but Niners. You have Ron Bow Sports. You have the Hyde. We have the Red and Gold Standard. We have the we have the Forever Faithful Pot. Like, and then we got uh Mariah. She more shout yeah. out to Mariah. Mariah Faithful Lee's podcast. Like you people out there, you should never heard for 49er content. Mm-hmm. We have probably the best fans in the league, and we create content as much as we possibly can. I have never seen it to a point where there are that many damn creators for one franchise. I've literally looked up other people to try to get them to come on and do crossover shows, and you'll find, like, one dude for, like, one team. Like, I found an Eagles fan, and I was looking. I'm like, okay, he's already at, like, like 1K on his uh, his YouTube. Cool. Let's see what he does. He's like, bro, I this is the first time I'm even showing my face. I only just do commentary. I was like, what? It's it, it's straight wild, man. I yeah. um I think it's funny how you said we have the best we have the best fans because I mean we might do but we <laughs> we have the most toxic fan base too. That's why. So oh funny. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, do Fortnite's Twitter with the cut. Hey, oh my God, Twitter dude. be off the chain because you have you have people that are on different sides and you got people that think one way and you got people that love Jimmy. You got people that hate Jimmy. You got people that are just optimistic. They're like, Hey man, we hopefully we win the game. Um, when you think of Niners Twitter, just think of the anchor man when all the anchor, all the <laughs> anchors in the dude, that's Niners Twitter every time. Dude. Yeah, seriously. Bro, I love anchor man. That is one of the greatest movies. I like Will Ferrell. He's <laughs> I love that movie, dude. But <laughs> um, the guy. <laughs> Hung Fat, he he asked me, how many games will the Niners win? Hung Fat, I can tell you right now, I honestly don't know. And the reason I say this is because it's just a toss-up, man. Um, the Titans have been getting their ass handed to them for the last couple of weeks, and they turned it around and they beat the hell out of the damn Jaguars. It is the Jags, so you can't really say that they did much. But it's the Jags, and they still won the game. The Jags, you know, they've got what two wins on the year, so they beat some damn body. And, and um, there's, there's hey, some drama over there too. The running backs, backs he's coming back before but <laughs> before we play them too. Well, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's gonna play. They're with, missing him he, a he's lot. He's gonna be no, he's gonna be there when we play him. He said oh. he might be he's gonna be ready for the playoffs and even might uh, be I don't know. No, let please uh, look right <laughs> dude, seriously. Uh, everybody look, Brandon uh, Chris, Christian, your name is Christian. Are you a religious <laughs> man? We go all Bow our heads and pray to the football guys. <laughs> football guys. Please don't let the best player in the league come we gonna, back. We, hold on. We're we going to have to pull a uh, Talladega nice. Sweet little baby Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus. Don't let, please don't let that be. Please don't let Derek Henry come back out. I don't need him posterizing guys knowing to get. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. we, pray, we cannot do it. No, we can't. Hey. Josh Norman just came back from the shadow reel. He ain't trying to go back. Yeah, he, he does not want to revisit. I'm telling you, Shao Kai going to snatch his soul. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it, it, But, I mean, like, when you look at the game coming up against Atlanta, the, you know the number one Achilles heel is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan knows what Kyle likes to do and what he doesn't like to do. He's inside his head because he already says, okay, hey, look, man, I know what he likes to call in certain situations. So you have to think about it from that perspective. They played us hard last time, and instead of Jimmy Ward, if he would have went up top rather than going low, then Julio Jones doesn't get to stretch out and just lay over. I mean, he's tall enough. He just stretches out and lays over, but there's no Julio Jones. 
So now we got to deal with the guys that they currently got. I think it's still Calvin Ridley, and I oh, believe you have – Ricky. Uh, yeah, and the rookies. I thought, Ridley, I thought Ridley took that leave of absence. Oh yeah, he did. He doesn't have. They don't have Ridley anymore. They got. Bro. They got Kyle Pitts, who's a, who's a dog. Yeah, but that's it. yeah they, they got Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Pitts, and I think he's leading their team in receiving, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's good. He's he was he's advertised so, for sure. Yeah. So the next the next few games, literally the way we end our season is Atlanta. So we're at home versus Atlanta. We go to Tennessee. We come back home to play the Texans, and then we head over to SoFi to play the Rams. You know, so the cool thing is the last two games of the season are easy as far as in terms of travel because you ain't doing nothing but going. I did, I believe me, I took the flight from here from Arizona to L.A. It only take 45 minutes. By the time you sit in your ass, sit your ass in the seat, you're getting right the fuck back up to get off the plane. It, it, it really is not that damn far. Okay, yeah. and even if you want to, even if you want to be petty and lazy, and you want to drive, the shit, it take you five, six hours at a max, depending on how fast you drive. If you, you get there at four or five, if you put the pedal to the metal, you know there's certain spots, but it's it's hard to determine only because of how we've been playing these last two games. The inconsistency in the second half is scary, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And when you you look at it from that standpoint. Um, I think the Falcons just beat the Panthers, if I'm not mistaken. I Cam believe got they did. Um, Cam Newton got benched, and it's definitely, you know, I I love Cam. He's, uh, just he, he, he's an icon, but he's just not the same dude, and he's wow. showing such. Um, so they basically the 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 Falcons did this. They beat the Jaguars 21 to 14. They lose to the Bucks 30 to 17. They beat the Panthers 20, uh, 29 to 21. So the last two games that they won have been by seven and eight points. So it, it, it's it's really hard on what it is. Uh, if we make the playoffs. Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dallas, that's the, really? I'm going to tell yeah, you. No, no, you know what? I take that back. I don't want Dallas. I want you know Packers. I want the freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I want to destroy that motherfucker, man. I don't think we've lost to Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, have we? Let me tell no. you this. Every time I see the Packers in the playoffs, all I do is do nothing but smile because we <laughs> ran their ass into the ground in 2019 and we ran their ass to death when we had Colin Kaepernick. I remember his cuz Colin got big, yeah, cuz Colin got big long strides when he run. Uh, he galloped oh, down the field like long. a fucking horse. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that motherfucker took off, and I swear to God, they looked like we. Ain't, I I guarantee you, in their head, I'm not catching him. Fuck it, I'm just nobody it, was catching him when they. I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm gonna act like I'm gonna catch him, but I'm he not. might he might be the only one that could like, you know, prime cat probably put a you know, put a give uh, Lamar Jackson's run speed run run for its money. No, I'll tell you this, Collins good. But Lamar is faster than him. You think so? And yeah, and the reason that I state that is because um when you look at the way that people run, it's some people are build-up runners where they don't have a quick start, but as they get by by about I don't want to say 20 to 30 yards, they're at full speed. Hence, hence the horse reference for Kaepernick. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes Lamar, sense. Lamar, Lamar is a rabbit. He gone automatically. He gone. Yeah, that's he true. Takes he off, gone. Psh, he takes off. He got kill. Same thing. Take off. Psh. Raheem most same thing. Take off. Boom. I'm gone. Like yep. the minute my foot gets planted, you better get a hand on me. Cause if you don't, I'm out of here. You're not gonna catch me. I'll see you at the end zone. And you know, 
Raheem, he'll be diving on the surfboard doing his thing. But the, the, the way people run um, will tell you how they move and, and where their speed lies. Because uh, when you watch track and field in the Olympics, now with the way that things are, because it's so – yeah, exactly. There you go, Hung Fat. Quickness versus quickness speed. speed. Um, the track and field, what they'll do is they'll give you a graph, and it will go from, like I think, like – uh, like green to red or something like green to orange to red. Red is top speed. And yeah. track, you, you'll you see where people are at their top speed. Some people get there quicker. Some people don't, but um, I, I would love the Packers. I really would because we could, you had to think about it like this. Say Elijah Mitchell's healthy. Say he just for some ungodly reason decides to let Trey Sermon get out of the doghouse and we could put Sermon in there. Mm-hmm. And you can, you imagine we just running the rock down your throat you and then throw put, Trey Sermon in there and, and, and put him it, in there as a banger. Pound it with Sermon and then get Elijah on the outside. And get busy with – yeah. Yeah, you give them – you give that mix up because you look at Elijah going, if he gets behind us, he gone. But you look at Trey Sermon and go, I need that. Look, I need these these gritty yards, these mm-hmm. hard yards. I'm going to put him in the middle. Sermon, the go is, in there and get it. You got to tell Jimmy, just go out there and find the open guy. Like Kyle, Kyle has to dumb it down. You know the simplest thing for Jimmy? I'm going to keep it a buck. Just run a bunch of bootlegs. He does way yeah. better. He, he actually does. is more He's more accurate downfield on the bootlegs. Yeah. And he's not panicky because he got sacked five times, and I don't care what anybody says, all five of those sacks were hit on him. He held the ball too long and got He did. There were lots of times. Every too. single time, dude. He'd be at the back, and it's not like the pack, the pocket would collapse. Here's the pocket. Jimmy's behind the pocket. The pocket's like a big ball of freaking crazy. And Jimmy's mm-hmm. behind the pocket. And then he gets hit by the ball of pocket. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, here's here's Jimmy here. Here's the pocket. And all of a sudden, Jimmy's standing behind it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> gets him. All five of the sacks, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah or, or, or at least he got through the ball and got tackled on a, on a few of them. But he's like yeah. in the back while, while all the linemen are freaking like balled up like this. And then he all of a sudden, he gets swarmed by it. And the one thing that I can say is, is people out there respect the Bengals for a four. They're not playing. Uh-uh. They're not playing, and they're not yeah. chumps. They're good. Their linebacker core was hurting because they were missing a lot of people. But tell you, that front four is not a joke. Uh, yeah, he'll be back for the playoffs. Yeah, he high ankle sprain. He'll he'll be got, he's low, got, he, he has a low ankle sprain. So he, he got a low ankle sprain. He'll be good. Yeah. Like he, those heal fast. You know, those heal pretty fast. And if they just allow him to take his time, you know, he could he could go ahead and get himself, and you know, he'll he'll be all right. I think um, the other you know side of sucks. the ball. You know what sucks? You know who honestly would scare the shit out of the Packers in the playoffs and probably we'd win just from running? Like with Kevin. No, if Lance played against the Packers in the playoffs when they were expecting Jimmy, Lance would go off for like 150 hold yards that. rushing and two passing hold touchdowns. That. Let's, hold that. Let's talk about the defense and hold that because we have to touch it. I'm glad you said that. Let's let's talk about the defense, man. So you Nick flip Bosa. to the other side of the ball. And I'm sorry, people. I, I know I I know I'm I'm being a homer when I say this. But Nick Bosa is just it's it's not it's not fair. It's not fair when quarterbacks have to face the young man. You know why? Is you can double the triple team. He still finds a way to get to the damn quarterback. It's just not fair. And he they asked him about the guy he was playing against. And he said, you know how calm he is when he tells, yeah, you know, I just 
bull rushed him. Made sure I played his outside hand. It's just so like it's just that's what I did. You know why he go, I guarantee the reason he goes up there like that because if he goes up there heated, he's gonna say something about the refs. He doesn't want to. No, he made did. a good point too. Because Joey, 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 oh, Joey yeah, is, we brother, is a little more bullet. energetic when he goes up there, Seriously. and then Joey lets lets the lets it rip with the ref. So Nick goes up there like. Uh, I'm not gonna freaking. I'm just gonna go there. No, and Joey, fuck yeah. this because otherwise I'm right? gonna get in trouble. His sack celebration. <laughs> and you know what that is? That's basically. I, I, I feel like what that says is, no matter how many people you put on me, I'm gonna get to your quarterback and I'm going to make him pay. Okay, I, that, that's that's what it quick, is. Quick prediction. Hmm. Yes. What? Fourteen now? Fourteen sacks? Uh, yes. Do you think he's on? He will get to – I know it's kind of high, but I'm going to say it anyways because it's Nick Bosa. You think he'll get to 20? We have three games he could. Dude, if he didn't get held so much and then get some of his tax sacks taken away, he could break the record. But mm-hmm. with with yeah. with the amount of holding that people get away with on him and he get, never gets a call and then, you know, he had two sacks taken away from him in this past game, so he should be at 16. Mm-hmm. And you think four games left to get six sacks to break the record? Yeah, it could work. Or whatever. No, the, the record's 22, isn't it? 22 and a half. So 22 and a half. Wasn't that uh, Michael Strahan? Michael Strahan. And, mm-hmm. well, Michael Strahan and his last sack was given to him by Brett Favre. That wasn't even Yeah, he, yeah Favre <laughs> let him have he that shit. Down. Brett, Brett Favre got class. <laughs> Brett Favre got class, and he's like, okay, he, Michael, he, I, that, got that, I got hey, you. That, that, that was like him doing him a solid. Look, man, I'm going to let you go ahead and just take this one, bro. Don't even worry about it. So, like, when you look at you flip to the other side of the ball, yes, we dodged a bullet. Hung Fats correct with Aziz and his injury. But when you look at it, man, Aziz had 11 tackles, a sack, and three TFLs, and a pass defense. So, look at that. Then you go down the line. K1, seven tackles, uh, one sack. You know what I'm saying? And then you go ahead and you look at the rest of the guys. Uh, Samson and uh, and Arnie Key shared a, shared a sack. Nick Bosa had two sacks. You know what I mean? So we have five sacks on the day in total. And that's what I thought we would have. I, would, I was figuring, I'm like, that line is trash. We got to be able to get to Joe Burrow and eat him alive. So when you look at the other side of the, the ball with the defense, man, I know they gave up the 23 points, Every but time they we... did what they could. And in the second half, they played stellar. And once again, we gave them nothing in want... return, and that's not say... fair to them. I want to say something, though. Is every single time we think we're going to have a freaking killer pass rush against a really bad offensive, offensive line, you, and it, we always get disappointed, not to the, the defensive line's fault, but because – we run such we the run always run that bitch ass zone defense. This freaking these quarterbacks get the ball out so too, even Joe Burrow get the ball out so fast. All these quarterbacks get the ball out so fast. So mm-hmm. like we remember when we thought we were gonna eat freaking Aaron Aaron Rodgers alive, and he's like, nope, I'm getting the ball out in 1.7 seconds, and uh, good luck. Well, the thing uh, is, for Aaron Rodgers, just just look, man. The whole point is stop Devontae Adams. Yeah. He'll find other receivers to throw. We just need to put Shark on him and let Shark do. do hey, do speaking it. of Shark, can we talk about uh, that nice sack he had? Oh, that, that was, was beautiful, dude. Right? Just straight beautiful. line. He didn't. He didn't fall. Straight line. He didn't have no bite. Just boom. Nope. 
Oh, put put that up there, man. Yeah, I will. Yeah, we gotta. That, that's yeah. that's that's a moment of silence for that brother yeah. for yeah for him and his mother, man. Hers up for the Johnson family. Yeah, that that's. I I still have my mom, and you know I, I can't tell him what to feel. I can't tell him mm-hmm. what what to go through. I lost my dad, but yeah, I mean you know when you get a call and that happens, man. Hey, look, as much as we may rag on Dante Johnson. You know, this is all from a football standpoint. We're still human beings, man, and we have hearts. We would never tell somebody something negative in a time like that. So for everybody out there, man, pray for that man. Pray for his family. That's a hard thing to lose your mama. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just – you want him to take his time with it. Even if he doesn't come back this season, I'm not going to fault that young man. When I lost my pop – I'll tell you, I'll keep it a buck. When I lost my pops on me, I went to a real dark place, and it took me a cool minute to get up out of there, man. Some people don't – they don't understand it because they're, they're, they're very fortunate they have both of their parents. But when you lose your parent, man, you know, and you had the great relationship with them, some people do, some people don't, it puts you in a bad head space and sometimes you just can't function. You know, some people, they try to do what they do. I try to go to work, you know, because I figured that's what my dad would want me to do. He would tell me, I know you, I know I ain't here, but that don't mean you stop. You got you got a mouth to feed. Get your ass up. Go to work. You know, don't be crying over me. But you know, shout out to Dante and his family, man. I hope nothing but peace and blessings over y'all, and hope yeah. you guys get through this. If he decides to play, he needs to come back and freaking have the best game of his career. Yeah, if he does, he needs the Brett Favre that shit. Yeah, yeah, because Brett Favre played after his dad died, man, and he fucking had one of the best games ever. And he said himself on TV, man, he said, my dad wouldn't want me sitting at home not playing. He would have told me yeah, to get my exactly. ass up and go do it, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it's that that's that's a that's a hard thing for a dude, man, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm hoping for Dante to come back and play and then have the best game of his career. Yeah, I hope he does, yeah. man. If he if he's able to come back, I, I really do hope that he's able to come back and ball out, you know, and, and be able to dedicate that time to his pops. You yeah, know, definitely. he's we joke about him, you know, knowing where the bones are buried and everything because he always seems to come back to the squad. But, uh, you know, from a human standpoint, man, blessings and prayers to that man and his family. Yeah. We hope that nothing, you know, nothing but good things come to them. And hopefully yeah. if their family is out there and, you know, they watch this. Hey, man, y'all lean on each other because you all you got, you know, hey. take your time out. Hey. Remember, remember those oh. people who love you. Yeah. Also, too. um we uh, lost uh, a great NFL wide receiver. I just wanted to Demarius Thomas. So that was a shocker man. for sure. Um, even though yeah, this is a Niner podcast, man, this guy was phenomenal in his prime. Oh, dude, he he made Peyton Manning look good because Peyton Manning Hell was looking yeah. real bad. Hey, mm-hmm. you, hey, he's an honorary yak bro to our dudes for reals. Yeah. yeah. Honorary yeah. act, bro, right there, man. Oh my God, what he could do with the ball after after he caught it, man. Yeah, he was he was a monster was receiver, man, and I really liked him. Yeah, that's that that's that's a hard moment yeah. for him, brothers. I think they but... said some health issue that he was dealing with. That mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard of the health I don't think issue. he had any addiction issues or anything like that. Nah, no. was there was like nothing ever really put issue. out like that. Not not he, about him. Didn't he retire early because of it? Uh, he probably I don't I don't know I'm not I'm not very familiar with him because he played for the Broncos and I didn't follow yeah. them that much, but 
I just know that he, I mean, 33 years old. So young, man. Like, you, you got a whole life ahead of you. I'm I'm trying to get to 100. I'm going to keep it a buck. Trying to get to 100. I want to be 100. I'm trying to get to 105. And I want and I want to be fully functional. I want to be. Able I need to, to live walk. to. I need to live to hundred so I can hopefully see one Niner Super Bowl. <laughs> Seriously, dude, you're Don't not worry, lying man. about we'll, that we'll one. Get one. We'll dude. get one before then, bro. They we won all, the year I was born, and, or maybe it was '95. Well, it was the '94 seasons, and it I was '94. So '94, yeah. They won the season I was born. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the last. I know. Time. And you know the craziest thing is a lot of people haven't been able to see them win one. Unfortunate. Um, the year they in '81 when they won their first one, I wasn't even born. I was still in my mom's stomach, so I didn't get to see that one. But I got to see the other four because you know I was I was alive at that time. So it is definitely. I tell you, I was never anywhere near the bay when any of these Super Bowls were won. But when you are able to see how people react when, when I mean, like when teams win a Super Bowl, bro, it just give you a different feeling about your squad. I know people in Tampa Bay was like, you can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me shit. Tom Brady came here, made this Tampa Bay, and he he brought us a, a ring, and we happy. We love him. And I'm pretty sure, you know, like he's still the, – the craziest thing is he probably still got pulled out there in New England. He could go back to New England today. They love him to death. You know why? They gave you six damn Super Bowls, and I made sure you went to the playoffs every damn year. So you can't say much of nothing about yeah. me because I did what I was supposed to do. But um, defense played as well as they could. They did what they were supposed to do the second half. They held it down um, as best they could. I know they gave up those two TDs, but there were seven. Like I said, there's five possessions, and we didn't give them anything. So we should have been able to give them something when it came down to it because a lot of people will say, people, um, you know, oh, the first Super Bowl, okay, yeah. It, it, it happens, man. Yeah, like when you see it as a kid, it's a crazy feeling. And then yep. you were able to experience it more as in, you know, I, I was I've only, seen every single one of my other teams win except for the Niners. Same. Yeah, it's and I, I watched game. I watched the Braves win in ninety five. I watched them win just this just this year. Um I watched the Dodgers win in the eighties, you know, and they were they they were doing their thing. It it just was I, I think when it comes to the franchises and what they do and how they win. You just you, you appreciate it because the number one thing is to be a contender consistently, and that's all you want. You know, Eddie Eddie that's Day not told, our, That's not our organization. Yeah, but Eddie, but Eddie Eddie D would tell them, "Look, man, I'm gonna treat y'all like you know number one superstars." But in Eddie, return for that, I expect you to go Eddie out D there. Eddie knew what he was doing. Win. You, yeah, we gave a kid the freaking keys to the to the team, and the, that's why. It's it's because of what happened with Eddie, and then his sister gave her son, who was super young when he inherited the team, and it's just bitten us in the ass ever since. Yeah, because what Jed's only what in his forties now, and he's had the team for what? Yeah, he's young. Time. Yeah, he's real young, man. For a long you time. Know. But yeah. we we got time, man. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out, and yeah. you know it. it our next game up against the Falcons is going to be a, a real crazy task. Um, you know, we got to beat them. We got to make sure that Kyle doesn't do anything to tip off the plays. And, you know, we got to hope and pray to God that, 
you know, Matt Ryan ain't in Kyle's head, called in place for him because he'll know exactly what they're doing and where they're going. But uh, if anything, man, what this game showed me is that George Kittle is back. Jawan Jennings yep. is coming on as a viable threat. And you need to be, be careful with Ayuk uh, because he can do things. Hopefully, Elijah Mitchell is back for this game, too, so we don't I have to. Put I want to be fair for one one at one time point for Jimmy in the in the second half. We should have had the touchdown instead of the field goal, which we would have won the game if it was a touchdown, mm-hmm. not a field goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he threw one of two of his best passes of the game that Ayuk just couldn't get his other foot down because that was a beautifully thrown ball. Yeah, and that, that made a fantastic catch, but it. And you yeah. can't and you can't even fault Ayuk for getting his foot down because the the DB was right up under. Yeah, so yeah. he couldn't even and try to drag so that foot. Like, so if yeah. we want to be fair to Jimmy, he did make besides he the made, he made a couple of good pass throws. Interference that didn't yeah. get caught. It's like it sucked when, that Jimmy's bet two best the, passes of the game were both incomplete. <laughs> you do have to say that deep ball he he threw to Benjamin. Um, they're oh, saying dude, that that was, that was on Benjamin, but that was not on Benjamin. reality. It was that's a touchdown. That is yeah. eight, no, that, that is, that's on that's on that's on Jimmy, and four, I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, I watched four that replay. Steps. He had I four or five that. steps. Let me tell you. I'll give you a prime example. It happened just tonight. Matthew Stafford. He threw to Van Jefferson, hit him right in stride. Van Jefferson right didn't have to slow down. All he had to do was find the ball, mm-hmm. and when the ball was coming, it hit him in stride, and that's what you do. And the Rams so with about that to pass to Travis Benjamin, when Benjamin was when I saw him in the game. I said, I think they're going to take a shot deep, and I don't trust none of this. And one of the guys was like, one of the guys was like, man, I'm going to make you a Jimmy believer. You got to believe. You got to believe. And I'm like, I'll wait. And sure enough, what happened? The pass is broken up because Jimmy didn't hit him. When you're running those types of streaks, you got to hit that player in stride. He had to turn around, locate the ball, and actually stop and wait for it to get there because Jimmy put too much air up under it. I know he was about to get hit, but the thing is, is if you're going to do that, man, you're going to have to zip that bitch in there. You can't put a lot of air under it because when you do that, what do you do? You get the DB time to make up the space that but he, he gave. Didn't even, but, but it's not even that. It's he didn't have enough arm strength to actually. No, to actually get the ball down there. If he, gets the, yeah. if he throws the ball, just if he just throws the ball down to the, t- to the end zone, Benjamin runs underneath it, and it's a touchdown. Yeah. And <laughs> it, but <laughs> it, he, he can't do it. I mean, yeah. It's uh, which which is beyond me because he overthrew that overthrow in the Super Bowl. You can't even make that throw now, and yet you overthrow that throw on the Super Bowl. But every time you try to make that throw now, it's underthrown. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> um, I just uh, so the Niners Twitter just posted this up. I just kind of want to uh, show mm-hmm. it after after the game in the locker room. Thank fucking God for that, guys. Yeah. Keeping that ball? <laughs> <laughs> you give it to BA? Bro, finally a smile. Dude, there's pain in those eyes still. Look at this. Hey, guys, hey, enjoy this flight back. You guys burned it. I don't get what anybody right. says. Enjoy there's this, just pure pain together. in those eyes. Brothers, we needed this game. All right. And we're going like this. Okay? Well, let's get back to work. It was not perfect at all. We know that. But, hey, we got to get it by any means. All right, let's go. Let's get back to work. Here we go. Nine is on three. One, two, three. Nine. Nine.
Dude, I swear to God that you could still see the pain in Kyle's eyes. Like he's like, "Fuck, four more weeks of this fucking Bro, shit." God when when that when the game was over and they called the touchdown, you saw, dude, that he got hella excited that that game was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. Hey, look. One thing I can say is, you can tell that head coaches get stressed out because there's a lot that goes into these games. There's so much, and Kyle. You know, he God bless like, you. He, he, like he was stressed the fuck out. Yep. He was stressed out in ways you can't imagine, man. He's sitting there like, oh, Dude, oh hey. God. Why, 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 why? Put, put, okay, here, here's a funny one. Put Kyle when he came, first came in Niners coach, and then right now mm. how he looks fucking just distraught, and then compare it to Obama's Obama becoming president, and after the eight years where Obama looks like he's 70 years old. Bro. <laughs> Tiring. That's what it is, dude. That's Kyle looks like a president. He looks like a president that's gone through through two terms. Mm-hmm. He like, you know what, man? This damn president shit ain't all this cracked up to be, yeah. man. I'll make <laughs> yeah, the two hundred G's a year. This shit, I got a lot of people on my. Mm-hmm. Give me my <laughs> yeah. secret service, dude. Let me get the fuck up out of here, <laughs> dude. Like you can uh, still. See, it's funny because I swear to God, you can still see pain in Kyle's eyes, even though they won. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah. Because, because, like he said, or like Fred Warner said, the game wasn't pretty, but they got a lot of things to clean up. They got shit to clean up, and to prove it next week. So as we end, start to end the show, uh, going on to next week's game. What are your expectations uh, that they need to clean up on, and what do you what do you expect from them next week? Go ahead, Christian. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I want to, I want to see, just, I, I really want to see just a dumbed down offense for Jimmy a little bit more. Like, just let him go play football, because every we keep seeing this two minute drive, Jimmy, two minute drive, Jimmy. At one point, it's got to click into Kyle. Like, mm-hmm. can I just let's try to get that Jimmy the whole game and see if it works. Uh, um, I want to see that. I guess is, I mean, I'm guess I'm grasping at straws wanting to see that, but. I, I want to see um, some more running up the middle and see you know see if it works more. Um, I know we really try to hit the edge, but depending on if Mitchell's back, I really want to see what we can do pounding the rock uh, in the middle more. Um, I, I feel like it was nice to see us do it in this this game against the Bengals, but I want to do I want to see more of it because we don't do it a lot. Um, so I'd like to see some more runs um, in between in the trenches and. Uh, I want to see Debo Debo get more involved in the pass game again, not just the run game. What's going on for an Iron Media? Um, and then with the defense, there's nothing else you can see. You just want to see. I just want to. Ho- I just hope that the D line keeps dominating and and hiding how bad the um, DBs are. I mean, this is the first game I think all season we haven't had a defensive pass interference, so that was nice. Um. Hey, that would be a welcome welcome sight for all of yeah. us. Uh, you know, load the truth. Yeah, we would definitely love to see K1 come off the oh, edge because when you have somebody come up free like that, and shout out what's up, 49ers Media. You have somebody come out free like that, man, it's gonna be a beautiful thing, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, like um for me, my my final thoughts. Uh honestly, um hopefully Elijah Mitchell's back. We can run the ball, control the clock. Um, And the other thing is I want us to have a full game where we actually score 
every single quarter. Do not have it where we score everything in the first half and then leave the second half to the defense and say, go out there and make sure that you stop them because every now and then people are going to get their touches. Everybody's going to get their money. And, you know, you can't stop everyone. People get cooked. They get baked. It is what it is. Um, But hopefully Ambry Thomas has grown from this game. And, you know, they understand they put a tall task in front of them. Um, Next week, I think we have – so we got the Falcons. And I am very curious because I don't know who their receivers are. If it ain't Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, since I know it's just Pitts, um, hey, let's take a look really quick. Cause I'm can I say one stuff. thing? Yeah. I think Thomas is eventually going to be a decent corner, and I, he's going to end up being my favorite player in the defense because, God, I love how he actually tries to jam those motherfuckers off the line. That's why he yeah. got those freaking – that's why he was that's, getting those – because, dude, you watch him, he's like – they off the line, he's like, fuck you, boom, dude. He was that's, the mark, that's the mark of a press man corner. Him, the only thing I'll say to that is I fucking get your love hands it. down. I get his hands mm-hmm. down. I fucking love it, dude. That's my favorite way to play corner, and it's a lost art. So, God, I, I hope that he becomes a good player because, man, it's going to be fun to watch him. It's only, it, it's, only a lot, it's only a lost art because everybody called a penalty for every little thing you do. That's the reason why jamming people off the line is a lost art. I would love to see that because I like my man corners to jam as well. Oh, me too. So the, the guys that we have All to be way. worried about are at wide receiver. Um, if Ridley's on that, that hiatus, is going to be Russell Gage. Some dude, yep. his last name is Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus, something like that. And some dude with name Sharp, but that's it. You know, for Daryl Patterson and uh, and Kyle Pitts are the leading receivers. And Cordero Patterson has five touchdowns on the year, 519 yards. And then you got Kyle Pitts. He has 770 and one. So Cordero Patterson is the X factor. So I would say we probably have to learn how to slow him down. And that will help us to be able to win this game. But that's my final thought. Warner, I think Warner can cover uh, can cover Pitts a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you can. If Aziz, is hel- if Aziz is healthy, which I'm hoping he can play in this game, if he's healthy enough, it'll help because if we can let Warner do more in coverage, we can um, just have Aziz play more of the run. And because the two of them complement each other so well, if Aziz is in there, I feel really good about just having Warner try to sh- be there to shut down Pitts. Yes, sir. So, yeah. I think that's going to yeah. be a big thing is we need Aziz to be healthy and play in this game. Um, and we can hopefully. Warner can be there, you know, can focus on shutting down pits because he's fantastic covering tight ends. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll definitely have to find out uh, for sure. Um, just real fast, um, if you haven't already, go follow our social media accounts. Uh, name handles are on the bottom right here. Mine is Vito's 49. You got Dion's Swifty mm-hmm. and his podcast go subscribe to his channel on youtube niner gang podcast and you got christian's left lefty 1680 and join our actual podcast channel for our faithful podcast twitter is ff pod 49 um before we take it out um i want to go ahead and share this video real quick and end on a high note so let's check it out
God, what a beautifully designed play. Kyle had the hit speed had the whole defense going this way, and I just said bye bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought that was a beautiful speed that play right there. Go. Yes, sir. You know what I love about that play? It's the way it was screwed up. There was no way to get holding or anything like that because it was all going one way and then going mm -hmm. the other. You you negate holding penalties when you have those kind mm -hmm. of plays. It was just oh. fucking perfect. Right before we get out of here, yes. shout out to Jaquaski Tart for the hit of the Game. Yes. <laughs> I forgot who it was. He lowered the boom. I don't remember who it was. He take Tark came in there dude, and that, murdered. That man can hit, dude. He can hit when he and wants he, to. And the thing was, this was perfectly positioned. He's a banger oh, when he wants to be. Tart. Yeah. Definitely for sure. Um, okay. I think that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your guys' feedback, chat. Love you all. Until next time, go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Peace. Peace.